Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hi there. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to this episode of She Coaches Coaches. I have a super special guest. Her name is Jennifer Takagi. Now let me read you her bio. Before I do that, I want you to know that Jennifer and I are part of the same mastermind and she is, and you can hear me pausing because I'm trying to figure out how to describe her. Okay, we'll just call it one word. She is brilliant. That is all I can tell you. So everything that we talk about today, this is a gift to you that you can listen, you can take in her message, and you're going to get a huge benefit out of it. So I just wanted to preface her bio with that. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Jennifer. She helps women discover the power of their purpose by tapping into their truths honing their intuition, and trusting themselves so that they can have the clarity and confidence to create that next level of success that they desire. Over the past seven years, she has pursued her passion of lifelong learning and growing. This journey has resulted in multiple certifications that facilitate very impactful sessions and to dive headfirst into the world of connecting with intuition to create a business and life with greater ease. Along the way, she has trained over 10,000 people. She's written five best-selling books. She's launched a podcast with over 17,000 unique downloads. And to top it all off, she has started a home-based baking business called Hi Love You Desserts. It has been an amazing ride. And she can't wait to see what's happening next. Jennifer, thank you for joining me today on She Coaches Coaches. Thanks, Candy, for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I love your bio. And I mean, we always connect every week just through the mastermind, but I really wanted to talk about intuition today. So can we talk a little bit about your journey to becoming a coach And then let's dive into a little bit more about intuition. I would love to. Um, This journey has just been really something else. And I can't even tell you what year it was, but 
I was on an airplane. I live in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I worked for the federal government and I was on a plane from Los Angeles to Oklahoma City. And I was on a humongous plane. Usually big planes don't fly here, but I was on this huge plane and it had the three seats, three seats, three seats, two aisles. And I sat next to this woman and I would just call her airy fairy, spiritual woo. You know, she looked like she had on a kimono or something and, um, or a moo. I mean, and we get to talking and she was going to a retreat and I was like, okay, what's a retreat? Like the federal government, we don't really do retreats. What's a retreat? I don't know what you're talking about. And she was like, oh, you know, everything's in the universe. Everything aligns. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I still don't know what you're saying. And she goes, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I said, if I could do anything, whenever I retire, I would become a trainer because I think I'm really good at it. She goes, okay, I just want you to know you have opened the doors of the universe and told the universe what you want and it's going to happen. And you're just going to be giving opportunities and you can say no all you want, but the opportunities are going to keep presenting themselves until you say yes. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, lady, you're just weird. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know yeah. what you're saying. Like this is so outside of my wheelhouse. So fast forward a little bit. I am asked to go fill in for somebody in Washington, D.C. at this week-long event. I don't even know what it is, but I'm telling you, if it was Washington, D.C., I always said yes, because I love the city. I love to eat there, and I loved doing it on the government time. I get there. I don't know why I'm there. I don't have a clue, but I know where I'm supposed to be and what time. So I show up ready to go. Well, as it turns out, they were trying to develop new leaders. So everyone in this room, this hotel ballroom, probably 80 participants, they were at the highest level they could go without going into management. So they had a brilliant idea, train them, get them some skills. So when they step to that next level, they know what to do. So I'm sitting there and the opening morning is meet and greet. And then after lunch, this woman walks out and she's about five foot, nothing about a hundred pounds in a totally skin tight pencil skirt on her $2,000 suit, four inch heels. Her hair is perfect. And she walks out in the middle of the room and she's holding a microphone. And I don't have a clue what her name is. We'll just call her Jennifer since that's my name. Easy to remember. And she walks in the middle of the room. She goes, Hi, I'm Jennifer, and this afternoon, and I thought, are you and here kidding me? <laughs> okay, it's after lunch. You got eighty people that night. I thought I literally could have been given that book the night before, and I could have walked out there and done a better job. I'm going to do this. So I stopped the leader of this whole thing. I had never met, like I'm on his team, but we had never met. I think that's ironic too. And I said, hey, I'm reading through everybody's bios. And like that woman who gave that talk, she had a PhD. I said, I only have a bachelor's degree. Do I need to go back to school and get a PhD? Like I see these people are coaches. I had never heard of one. These people are coaches. Like, what do I have to do to be that? And he goes, oh, just search it on the internet. You'll find, you'll find classes, take classes, get certified. And I was like, okay. So now it's in the back of my mind. 
that I could be a coach someday. I could be a coach and a trainer. So now I'm like, I'm going to do this. Fast forward a little bit. Hey, Jennifer, would you go to every office in the region and train them on how to pull reports from this computer system? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Hey, Jennifer, will you go train on this? So as that woman said on the plane, I had all these opportunities. The biggest opportunity came and I said no until they said I really wasn't asked yes or no. I just was going to was to go do training across the whole country for a solid year. And I was like, oh, no, I have a life. I am not giving up my life for a year. Guess what? I did. I went into some of the most hostile federal offices, training people on how to do a new way of do business, a new way, which they didn't want to do, and trained lots of the managers on how to actually manage because that typically wasn't part of the of the curriculum in federal work. I got back to the office on a Friday and I found out Wednesday they were doing a reorganization. I could retire or relocate. Hmm. Took about three weeks to make the decision. And then I ran out the door, but I literally had spent the previous six or seven years honing my training skills and communication skills so that I could interact with groups. So I fast forward just a little bit. My girlfriend invited me to a Chamber of Commerce event. Well, we had fun. They had beer there. We had some beers. We walk out the door. We're laughing, yakking it up. And I literally tripped off the curb into this woman's arms. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Well, so we exchanged business cards. And I start getting emails from her. Hmm. And then she starts doing Sunday night CEO calls that are free to join on how to run a business. Well, I'm running a business now, but I don't know how. Then fast forward, she says, pay a dollar to get access to my program for three days. Well, I paid my dollar. Well, listen up, folks. I did not read this fine print. And if you didn't opt out at the end of three days, you had to buy the whole thing. And she had your credit card because you paid the dollar. When I realized I had bought this whole program, I was about to pull my hair out. And I thought, okay, wait, I'm just going to do it. So I put all my energy into it. And in the end, I ended up a certified coaching specialist. And I was like, look at me. But I think that this is interesting because, you know, it starts with a chance meeting with somebody who tells you that doors will open for you to do the thing that you dream of and the opportunities presented themselves and you said yes, right? So it's not that it happened completely randomly, right? Like there's actually a series of events that happened there. You met somebody, you had a conversation, your brain was opened, opportunities showed up, You might not have noticed the opportunities if you didn't have your mind open. And then when you are asked, yes or no, you know, yes or no, or maybe, you said yes. And sometimes the yes was, frankly, it sounds like unscrupulous business practices with having your credit card with the dollar course, but you said yes or no. You said yes, and here you are. Right. So that value of saying yes 
the value of noticing when the opportunities come through. That's the combination. Talk to me a little bit about intuition. Now, I read your bio. I know I know you. I know that intuition plays a huge part in what you do. But talk about intuition for new coaches specifically with creating a business. Well, the first thing I want to say on that is it's very difficult to hear intuition to feel intuition unless you're quiet and still. And we typically think we have to be going Mach 5 at all times or nothing's going to happen. But a lot happens in the stillness and the quiet. So this wasn't like part of what we discussed before, Katie, and I hope it's okay if I share this story. Yeah, yeah, no good. So I had bronchitis. And I was very sick. I was like coughing up a lung, but I needed to go to work. I had a lot on my plate and I needed to go to work. And this very soft, gentle voice said, stay home and take care of yourself. Well, I was sitting at the kitchen table. It's perfectly quiet. There's not a sound. There's not a radio, a TV. Nothing is on. I'm just sitting at the kitchen table. Stay home and take care of yourself. This other very harsh, judgmental voice says, go to work. You have things to do. Well, this went back and forth for about 10, 15 minutes. And I'm thinking, have I lost my mind? I'm literally hearing voices in my head. And in the end, I decided I was going to compromise. And I was going to go in at noon. So I call my boss's secretary, Teresa, and I was like, Teresa, she goes, oh my gosh, you sound terrible. I said, well, I'm going to try to come in at noon. Like I'm going to, I'm going to drink some more juice and some tea and take a shower and see if I'm better. I'm going to try to be in at noon. If I'm not in at noon, I'm not coming. And she goes, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Well, less than two hours later, the entire house shook. Mm. And that was the day of the Oklahoma City bombing. Right. And that was my building. Wow. And had I not listened to that voice, even though I only agreed to listen for a couple of hours, right? I was going to go on in later. I truly wouldn't be here. Everybody I sat with and around, you know, the building sheared off three feet south of my desk. So it's it's pretty clear I would not be here. And that's a very extreme example of listening to your intuition because your intuition is your inner voice it is a voice from god it is a voice from the universe it is a voice from your your host of guardians um it's all your past experiences coming together and it's taking time to listen so to hear your intuition on what you want to train on teach on coach on You have an inkling of an idea in your head and it's in your gut and you're feeling it all. Some doctors call your stomach your second brain and listen to that and see what it has to say and what you have to give to add credence to it. You know, if somebody asked me to teach a math class, I'm here to tell you, I would say not no, but hell no, (laughs) because like I graduated college with a separate honors degree without a math class. Like I took all the math in high school as much as they had. And I was like, yeah, I'm out on that. I hated it. If, If I heard that voice, I'd say, yeah, no. 
So if it's something that you have no interest in and no ability in, okay, push back a little bit. If a coach guides you, teach this, teach that, and it feels icky and horrible, it is not for you. It needs to be something that feels good, that you feel confident in sharing your experiences about, and that you want to dive into further. Yeah. So there's a couple of things here. So the first is this giving yourself a little bit of time and space. And the second is that the voices are always speaking. We just don't always choose to listen. And so there is that place of practicing with the small messages, right? So different people's intuition speak to them in a different way. You happen to have heard a voice, but there's often that there's a sense, there is a knowing. Sometimes you hear a voice, sometimes you hear a knowing, sometimes you notice something, sometimes you see something, maybe something's a little bit brighter than the other choice and there's your intuition speaking to you. So for coaches, especially coaches, new coaches who are thinking of becoming a coach or building a business, start with that very unusual advice. Let's just be quiet. Even if it's only for five minutes, be quiet, be still, and do it every single day. And then notice when you have these little inklings and just assume that that inkling is correct. Assume that that inkling is a gift to you and then follow it and start. I love the idea of experimenting. So prove it to yourself, you know, like be quiet, listen, get her thought or hear something or get a knowing and then try it and sort of run your own science experiment. And that is going to be one of the best pieces of information for you as you build your practice. Like you were saying, Jennifer, if somebody wanted you to teach math, you'd be like, nope, not not me. (laughs) However, if somebody asked you to teach something else, you might have that, ooh, this is a little bit scary, but there's also something a little bit exciting about that too, right? Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about using your intuition in conversation with your clients, you know, so you've given everyone some great stories and some guidelines about how to get started practicing using intuition, but now let's with their business, but let's talk about it. Like in the actual client conversation, how would you approach that? Well, the first thing I want to say is as a coach, you need to listen to what your client is saying and also listen for what they're not saying uh sometimes there is what is that old saying Methinks he doth protest too much like sometimes it's the pushing back pushing back because they really need to be pushed off the diving board and sometimes the pushing back is it's really not for them and i've ended up in several situations and spent money on coaches and things that i really shouldn't have been in And I kind of had an idea it wasn't for me, but I wanted it to be for me. And so it's the same thing with your clients. Spend the time with them and you, it's amazing how much you can learn about what your client's next best steps are by listening to them and what they say. They may not want 
Yeah. And so that's really the heart of coaching, right? That shift in perspective and allowing somebody to find their own way. So again, it is, so the with the coaching that I do, there's something that we call level three listening. So level three listening is when we are listening to the individual and listening to what's being said, what's not being said, and to the space around them. And then when you reflect it back, you tell them about it, you ask some questions about it, you say, hey, I noticed this, did you notice that you have that thought? Um, and help them to question their own thought and help them to learn to trust their own voice. You know, to trust their own thoughts, to trust their own opinions helps them to learn how to trust their intuition as well, because they start to build that the re resilience, that um, that resourcefulness, that they they know this, they got this, and they just need to practice it. So again, it's the same thing, right? And most coaching conversations are surprisingly quiet, which is not that different than what you were saying at the start about being quiet, giving space, and then practicing listening to that voice. But in that way, coaching is very similar. If we're really quiet, we allow our clients to be quiet. And then when their client quiet, when your client is quiet, they can hear that voice too. So it's just a different path into the same inner knowing. Super helpful. Wow. So time for us to wrap up our conversation. Is there anything that we've missed that you want to make sure that you've spoken about? I would say just make it an intention to listen to your intuition every day and assume the best. I think we often assume the worst. We're kind of, if we're not genetically predisposed to assuming the worst, culturally, we can be predisposed to assuming the worst. But assume the best is going to happen. Like, I'm going to trust my intuition today and I'm going to do one thing when I get that feeling. And like you said, some people, they just know. Some people, it's a physical feeling. Some people, it's a tingling. For me, it's typically words. Whatever that is for you, have fun with it and say, hmm, I'm going to see if this is my intuition and I'm going to see what path it takes me on today. It's usually not scary. And it usually has a really good outcome. You might even have more fun, right? <laughs> oh, heaven forbid. <laughs> Go figure. Yes. Wow. So I've really enjoyed this conversation. How can people find out more about you? Well, I have a podcast called Destined for Success, and I would love it if you would like to tune in. And I talk about leadership. I talk about spirituality. A uh, little bit of everything because success like encompasses a lot. And my website is takagiconsulting.com. So you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, all the places. Wonderful. Thank you. All right, everyone. Interesting conversation about intuition. And I'd love to hear from you. Send me a DM. Tell me how it's going. What are you learning about yourself? What are you learning when you listen to your intuition? And are you willing to practice it? I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? 
click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be. We'll be right back.